Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. I'd like to thank you for joining us today for our Advent teaching as we continue looking at uh, the birth of Christ. Today we look at what is your response to the birth of Christ. What is your response to the birth of Christ? Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. It's very simplistic, but it's whether or not we're actually going to do it. Because some of us like being angry. Some of us like that. You like getting on 1604 or 410 and you like laying on that horn and doing the one finger salute. And then you come in here and praise Jesus on Sunday. You need to deal with that stuff. Like when we praise God, we need to understand like even in the midst of our sin, God can break those chains. We have to go to Him. Even in the midst of our, we may feel like we're locked up in, 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 in illness or we're locked up in addiction, God can break those chains. So we saw the angels praise. The shepherd's response was actually one of joy. And then they end up sharing Christ to everybody. And, and, and Luke chapter 2, verse 15, it says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And when they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, the baby lying in the manger, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that they had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at the shepherds told them. Now you have to understand, remember that thing that we just read about the swaddling clothes. The shepherds are the only ones that would have understood what the baby being swaddled was. When they had a new lamb, because these are the shepherds from the temple that that did the sacrifices. They had the lambs that were used for sacrifice. And even though, I don't think we have it here, but even though you think about the, the mangers, the wood mangers, that's not a manger. That's what we've come up with. The actual manger is a concrete slab where they would actually sacrifice the lambs now you understand why jesus is on there what would the shepherds do they would inspect the lambs for for blemish right because if they had blemish they couldn't be sacrificed that's why god goes to the lowliest shepherds were the worst they couldn't even testify in court that's that's how they were and who does the first announcement of the birth of christ go to How is Christ born? Humbly. It goes to the lowliest of society. The shepherds. And you think, who else was a shepherd? David was a shepherd. Apparently nobody wanted to be shepherds. Shepherds are probably a good place because Moses was a shepherd too. 
right? God uses the humble. And He uses these shepherds to go share the good news. It says, But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So we see that the shepherds go and they're so excited, they start sharing the gospel. Hey, Jesus is born. The Messiah has been born. Have you shared the gospel this Christmas? I'm trying not to eyeball anybody. I'm trying to look off into the distance. We need to be doing that every day. We need to. You need to be, don't ask people if they know Jesus. Everybody knows Jesus or Jesus. Okay, let's just get that out there. But do they know the Jesus of the Bible? Do they know why Jesus came? For remissions of sins. To forg- for forgiveness of sin. Because we're all set for judgment. The only way that we have that sin debt paid is through Jesus Christ. Joseph's response was one of fear to faith. We talked about that this weekend as we looked at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And Joseph was, it says now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make a public example, was, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, uh, to take your, you marry your wife, uh, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So you have Joseph who is fearful, because Mary could be stoned to death. Now the betrothal period was about a year. And what Joseph's job was, was to go prepare the house for Mary. He comes back and Mary's pregnant. Oops. But he's a just man. How many of y'all would have said, hey, give me a stone, let's go. Right? Think about it. That's how we are. But that wasn't Joseph's heart. Joseph was trying to put her away quietly. And he is stressed out in fear on how to handle this. And he does what? Like most of us do when we're stressed out. We go what? To sleep. I'm going to sleep. When I wake up, the problem will go on. It'll be, it'll be away. You know, I always tell people, they, they would tell me, man, I, 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 man, I, I, I smoke weed and, and I'm hoping my problem's going to go away. And they wake up and their problem's still there and now they're, because they, they spent all their money. <laughs> it happens, right? But it's like at the end of the day, it's like when we think about these things, it's like we stress out sometimes and sometimes our nature is just to sleep. I don't want to deal with this no more. I'm just going to go to sleep. And the angel appears to Joseph and gives him comfort and tells him, hey, you're going to go take Mary. She's conceived of, of her, of the Holy Spirit. We talked about that. The seed that goes back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. The promise of the seed. And, and that's the beauty of it. And he says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife, for what uh, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth the Son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's the key to the whole Bible in that verse. 
So all was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him, uh, took him his wife and did not know her. So he didn't have relations with her uh, till she had brought forth her first son. And he called his name Jesus. So Joseph literally gets up and takes his wife and they go get married. He does exactly what he's commanded to do. Man, wouldn't that change everything? If God gives you something to do and you would just be obedient and do it, it would change a lot. Joseph, he had that. He, and what's crazy is now Joseph's adopting this child. And we have a lot of blended families in America and throughout the world. And we see an example of a father adopting a child. And you want to know how, well, I don't know how to be a stepfather. Well, guess what? Look at Joseph. He was a just man. He was obedient to God. That's what you do. That's what you do. You love them. You treat them as your child. And that's what Joseph did. But he had his faith. He went from fear to faith. Because he had fear of the Lord. It ignited his faith. It ignited his faith to the point he gets up from his dream and he goes and does exactly what he's been told to do. And so the birth, his response, Joseph's response was one of faith. And we see the wise man's response was worship. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, we, we saw that some of that today as we looked at that. Uh, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship and then and also in matthew chapter 10 uh, 2 verses 10 and 11 when they saw the the star they rejoiced exceedingly uh, great joy and when they had come into the house they saw the young child and mary his mother fell down and worshiped get this this is very important for catholics does it say in the scripture worship mary no no it says worshiped him him it's in scripture you have somebody that's struggling with man you go to their house and they have the what is it the guadalupe the i forget what it's called i, I know we when we grew up we we had some of that stuff um hey i i came to faith late in my life and i was 39 years old but i when i started studying scripture you start seeing hey wait a minute this is being done wrong why are you praying to mary mary ain't hearing your prayers She's with her son, worshiping her son. Why did the wise man worship him? Now, the other thing is, you probably thought, that wasn't a baby up here, right? How many of y'all were saying, hey, Jesus was kind of old? Well, guess what? By the time the Magi get there, they go to, does it say he goes to a, a, a manger? No, it says he had come into a what? House. This is why you study Scripture. So every time you see the, the, the things up there and they got the wise men here and the, that they got to go. They don't belong there. They didn't come till between six months and a little over a year. That's when they made it. But their worship was to fully prostrate, to, to, to fall down as if to kiss the feet of the king of kings. To worship. 
Think about your worship today to God. Is it that? When He came and He laid the gifts down and He comes and He comes completely on His knees in prayer. That child. That's, that's how we are to worship God. We, I think we, we, we don't treat God the way we should treat God. I, 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 man, I hear people say, well, God's our friend. and God, Man, let me tell you something. God is holy. God is being worshipped right now. At this moment. At this moment, God is being worshipped right now. And I don't think we come into it with the right perspective. So when, when we think about the response of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, is do we have the right worship? Now, I'm not talking about worship music. Because there's a lot of bad stuff out there. I'm talking about worship. Worship is actually, yes, when we come together and we sing to Christ. We're worshiping Him. But worship is also being in His Word. That's continued worship. And that's supposed to happen beyond Sunday and Wednesday. So, so the birth of Christ is the response that worship is continual. The Messiah has come. Remember, that's why we looked at the cradle, the cross, and the crown. Because everything that happens, even the gifts, and I'll go over this this Wednesday, even the gifts point to his death. Oh man, you can't, you can't tell me the Bible's not real. You can't, you can't do that. I, I, like, like the gift points to the death of, his, of the son. It's, it, it, we have to understand like we, we have these three pagans they, they don't even believe in God. They, they're three wise men. They're, they're magi. They're magicians. They hear the voice of God. They follow the star. And they get there and they fall to their knees and worship. So how's your worship to God? Jeremiah chapter 12, 29 verses 12 and 13 says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me. With all your heart. The wise men sought the Messiah. And they found him. Mary's response was one to magnify God. And then one of the things I love about Mary is she's a young mom. And, and she magnifies God. And she magnifies the word of God when you look at the song of Mary. When you look at Luke chapter 1 verses 46 through 56. One of the things that Mary does. And I'll... We, we won't read through all of that because of time, but one of the things that Mary does is Mary actually goes through in her response and magnifies God, and then through the song of Mary, she actually starts quoting the Old Testament Scriptures. This young girl is, is like just is flowing from her heart. Is the Word of God flowing from your heart this Christmas? It should be. It should be. I mean, when she receives, one of the things I love about Mary is Mary, and you look at Zacharias' response, who is religious. He's like, how, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. But look at Mary's response in Luke chapter 1, verses 34 through 38. It says, then, the, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? She's like, I don't know how this can happen because I have this thing over here, right? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. 
And this is uh, now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For God, uh, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. This is a young mom who has the word of God stored on her heart. Now you understand why, why God picks Mary. God uses those that are, are in relationship, that, that are faithful in the little, and then God gives more. Gives more responsibility for you to, to take on. Think about the shepherds. Very lowly. But he, you know, David ended up becoming king of Israel. And so we have to remember that, that the responses there are praise and salvation, sharing the gospel, worship. But Herod's response is the worst. Herod's response was one of worry and wrath. Herod was the king of, he wasn't even a Jew, but he had deemed himself the king of kings, the king of the Jews. And Herod was determined and was troubled when he found out in, in Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, because it says, when, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And, and the reason why all Jerusalem with him is because when Herod was upset, people died. He killed his kids. He killed wives. If you were Herod's, you want to live far away. You don't want to live near Herod. Because if he thought you, were, uh, uh, you could take his power, he was going to have you killed. And that was his response. You know, because when he, when he looks at this, he calls in the the chief priest and, and the scribes of the people together, and he inquired of them, where is the Christ to be born? So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are, are the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly heard, had called the wise men, determined for them that what time the star appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him bring him uh, bring word to me and I may come and worship him that's not what Herod wanted Herod's angry because now this prophecy is coming true you know what the saddest part about this the scribes and the chief priests who were supposed to be worshiping God and teaching the people of Israel about God the baby is not even six miles from him did they go worship him no, no, it's, again, it's all head knowledge. Do you get it? This is where a lot of people are at today. It's all head knowledge. They never go forth with any type of faith. They can tell you about all these different things in Scripture, but it's all head knowledge. It has to be in the heart. It has to be in the heart. And he goes from anger to wrath, and Herod, when he saw that they deceived him, uh, deceived by the wise men. He was exceedingly angry, and he had sent forth and put to death all male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts for two years old and under, according to the, uh, the time which had determined from the wise men. And this was in prophet, uh, uh, Jeremiah the prophet actually prophesied, and unfortunately this prophecy was fulfilled. Then, uh, then was fulfilled, was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying a voice of, uh, was heard in Ramah, Lamentations, weeping in great mourning. Rachel, weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Herod went from worry to anger to wrath. And that was his response to the birth of Jesus. 
And all these kids were killed. I'm going to share something with you all. Y'all probably don't even know. How many of y'all know that Planned Parenthood is actually taking kids that are underage from one state without parents' consent and doing abortions in Kansas City? Didn't know that, did you? Who you think's paying for it? The taxpayers. Because we're contributing to Planned Parenthood. Most of y'all didn't know that. We're no different than King Herod in America. We have blood on our hands from abortions. I want you to think about that. How many of you are parents that are here? You think about somebody telling your child to go across state lines that are underage to go get a med medical procedure done. Do you think that's legal? Do you think some things need to change in the United States? Do you think we need to repent? We do. So when I read King Herod's response, the, the United States has done worse. 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 We have kids that are missing that are coming across the border. We have no idea where they're at. We have no idea who they're being given to. We're the King Herods of today. America. Just FYI. A lot of you probably didn't think that was a story that you needed to hear on Christmas, but you need to know what's going on in your country. And that has nothing to do with a left or right thing. That is a wrong thing. I don't care who you are. It's not the right thing. It's not the right response. We've gotten to a place where we think that, that these educators and people in Planned Parenthood think they know how to raise your child better than you do. You gave birth to the child. You know, uh, you know how to raise your children. And you need to be able to do that. You don't need to be having people butt in and tell you what to do. But can you imagine somebody lying to your child and taking them across state lines to go do something? And that stuff is happening in, in our United States today. And so we, we have blood on our hands too. And so when I read about King Herod, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked at it. But I think some of us, that's how we get. When we think about Jesus or you ask people about the response of Jesus, what do they do? They get angry. Sometimes they get wrathful. They get wrathful. I know that man in Los Angeles who was Israeli who was killed by a pro-Palestinian who hit him in the head and killed him during a march. Nobody thought, well, it was crazy. There were people laughing. Laughing. The man died on the street. This is where our society has gone because we've removed Christ from society. Our response in America is, and the world is we reject it. We reject it. And, and I think that's the saddest part about all this is, is we, 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 we simply don't realize like the response of, of rejecting Him, what it does when people do. People would rather think about Santa Claus than Jesus Christ. Some of your kids are that way right now. They care more about Santa Claus than they do about Jesus. I told y'all last week, and I'll keep telling you, Santa isn't coming. Jesus Christ is. He's returning. Y'all need to know that. Because what happens here, no different than the religious leaders, no different than Herod, no different than the world, the world rejected Christ. The Messiah was there, and they rejected Him and crucified Him. So what is your response to the birth of Christ? Is it one of praise? Is it one of joy? Is it one of worship? Is it one where the Word of God flows out of you like Mary? 
Is it one where you go, you know what, I don't care what's going on in this world, I'm going to stand for Jesus and I don't care. Because I belong to Christ and no man can hurt me on this earth. They may be able to beat me. They can lock me up just like Paul and Silas. And all we do is we start prison ministry there. That's when it begins. And let me tell you, there are going to be a lot of pastors locked up in the next 20 years. Get ready for it. It's coming. If we don't start standing for Jesus Christ now, today, we'll fall tomorrow. Very easily. Very easily. Your response to Christ is your response. Not what Pastor Mike tells you. You have to decide which one. Do I have all of those? Do I have praise? Do I have joy? Do I, do I share Christ to others? Do I talk to people about salvation? Do I worship God? Do I have the Word of God stored in my heart? Does that fear of the Lord ignite my faith? And I step in faith and walk with Christ? Or am I angry and wrathful? Do I not care like the world? Because guess what? You're a very, God bless you all for being here today. Because you're a very small percentage of people who go to church in America now. Who've decided that this is the most important thing right now. Jesus Christ. Not the ham that's back there. With pineapples. That is, that's dripping. Ready for y'all to eat. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 